everyone. Welcome to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Kim Askew here with my co-host Amy Helms, and we're squeezing today's episode in during our lunch hour, but I'm actually really excited for this one because Amy is going to tell us all about her recent trip to England. I think maybe listeners might start to groan a little bit because personally that's the last thing that I enjoy doing is listening to People talk about their (laughs) vacations, and I promise, well, actually, I cannot promise 100%, but I hope that this episode will not be as tedious as all that. I've already been to England a couple times, so I didn't do any of the standard landmarks, you know, well-known that everybody kind of has to hit up. I had an opportunity to really explore some lesser-known sites. And yes, I may have even encountered a few lost ladies. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about that. I'm so excited. Okay, so highlights. Day one, Hampstead Heath. You've been there, right? Yeah, I used to live near Hampstead Heath, so I went there all the time. It's, it's so pretty. We went to this really cool modern home that's in Hampstead. Number two, Willow Road. It was the home of an architect named Erno Goldfinger. Mm. It's in this modern style that sets it apart from all the other architecture in Hampstead, right? And remember our friend Ian Fleming, who likes to throw squid at his girlfriends? Yes. Well, he, when this home was being built, did not like the look of it. I guess a lot of neighbors Mm -hmm. protested and took it up with like the neighborhood council or whatever. And Ian Fleming was so annoyed about the whole thing that he wound up naming one villain in the James Bond book. I was going to make a joke about that. Erno Goldfinger. Yeah. About Goldfinger and James Bond. I had, oh, wow. <laughs> and there is a connection. That's so funny. Okay. Anyway, we're on a group tour there. We were told explicitly when we walked in, do not touch anything. This one guy could not stop touching everything. He kept getting yelled at. Citizen's arrest time. It was (laughs) shocking. I am such a rule follower. Oh, totally. Me too. I was with my old college roommate, Meg. So she and I were silently horrified. The guide kept telling him, sir, please stop. Anyway, this house to Mm -hmm. Willow Road is my first connection to a lost lady of lit because prior to leaving on the trip... I was reading an article. There's a new biography out on Leonora Carrington, Mm -hmm. who wrote um, The Hearing Trumpet, was a kind of surrealist writer. Anyway, I was reading the review for this book, and it mentioned that she met her husband, the painter Max Ernst, at the home of her friends, Erno and Ursula Goldfinger. And I was like, that's where I'm going. That's too well road. So yeah, so Leonora Carrington... Met her husband at a party Mm -hmm. at this house. So I thought that was interesting. The Lost Lady of Serendipity continues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After that, we walked into Hampstead Heath. We looked at Kenwood House. I did not go in Kenwood House because there's only so many houses that my travel companion Meg can do. (laughs) So we had already done one that day. I have been in Kenwood House. I would have loved to go in. Keith's home is in Hampstead Heath also. Oh, yes. Yes, but I I didn't have time for it. And also I was spending way too much time keeping my eyes peeled for Harry Styles because apparently it's his neck of the woods. Did not see him. All right. 
Moving on to day two, the John Soane's Museum. Yeah. He was one of England's greatest neoclassical mm -hmm. architects, and this was his house. It's beautiful. It's got all these cool skylights. But what's really interesting about it is he was a collector of all these classical antiquities from coins to full-size sculptures. The kind of hoarder we like. Yes. But I wouldn't even say hoarder because he has it all meticulously okay. placed. I am just marveling at everything I'm seeing, right? Also, he's got this art gallery in the house. It has all these hidden panels. So a wall that you can actually open up. And then there's another layer of paintings inside. So this guy owned William Hogarth's Rake's Progress. All oh, of the paintings. Oh, my God. They're hidden in one of these Stop hidden it. compartments. So I think they could tell that I was like super geeking out about everything in this house. I love so it. yeah, they opened the cabinets and they took you through each painting and explained the whole story. God, I have to go there. I know. I can't stop raving about it. It's so beautiful. All right. So after the John Soane's Museum, I got to meet up with one of our previous guests for lunch, Lucy Scholes. I am so jealous about this. We love her. She did our episodes on Rosamund Lehman and Kay Dick. And how great is this? She picked a restaurant called Talkless, as in Alice Perfect. B. Talkless. And I was like, oh, what a great coincidence. And she's like, of course I picked that <laughs> yeah. for Lost Ladies of Lit. So anyway, great scene. Her, she says, hi, Kim. And then I went to this really cool place. It's like a tiny storefront, but it's called Novelty Automation. Oh, and my God. on Instagram. That is so you. Did, what? <laughs> I just already not novelty automation. <laughs> I mean, I know totally. You go in and you buy tokens, and then there's a bunch of arcade games. I would call them, but they're mechanical, mm -hmm. and then um, you just play all the games. And they're like, I'll give you an example of one. <laughs> it's this cage, and it has like a ferocious dog's head that's like probably made out of paper mache or something, and you have to stick your hand in the cage. And then like a meter comes on that shows how courageous you are. And you start hearing the dog like panting and growling and stuff. And you're seeing like how long can you keep your hand held Ooh. in this cage. Then at the last second, the dog like snaps. And of course, you pull your hand oh, out because yeah. you freak out. Yeah. Or do you? You're right. Exactly. Maybe a better person than I could have lasted. But yeah, like it's all super creative. Yeah. I was obsessed with this place. Yeah. I would have gone back. If I had had more time, have you even been, though I saw all the games. There's one in San Francisco, and it's definitely got a creepy side to it, but it's it's basically old carnival-type games like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. It yeah. Is, it's kind of like that, like the Zoltar yeah. machine kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, have it's that like that. kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah, And I don't even want to talk about any of the other ones because so much of it is about the surprise. Yeah, yeah. So then that night, we went to this place called the Victor Wind Museum. It's in an absinthe barn, and it's this very tiny museum that's hacked. I mean, thousands. That sounds crazy, but it's really a lot of weird curiosities. Mm. It's like real weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking, it's not for children, mm -hmm. and it is not for the faint of heart. Like some of it is hard to look at. Okay. Taxidermied animals out the wazoo. There's like oh. a whole, remember how we talked in the um, Jurassic Technology episode about the um, houseflies that were yes. dressed up like ballerinas? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a housefly picnic at the Victor Wind Museum. It's mm -hmm. a bunch of flies that are having a picnic and they have little wine glasses. Oh my and... God. You found all the perfect places. 
I found the perfect places for me. Yeah. If you're into all those curiosities and stuff, sometimes my tastes run a little to the strange, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's hidden because it's like meeting you at first. You would not realize that, but you have depths. So Victor Wind is a real guy mm -hmm. who just has collected all this stuff uh -huh. like for a long time and, and has it all set up here. Um, he has a whole section on Stephen Tennant, the famous English dandy. Oh, I yeah. Guess, mm -hmm. whatever, yep. However you want to describe him. Yep. Would, so while I was looking at the Stephen Tennant displays, another little framed photograph caught my eye. And lo and behold, who do we find again but Leonora Carrington? Oh, wow. Apparently, she was friends with Victor Wind. I was like, what are the odds? Like two days in a row, Leonora Carrington is popping up. It just made me think we're supposed to do an episode on her, clearly. Absolutely. We're like getting all the signs. shouting to me. Yep. Yes. Okay. So then we went to this immersive theater experience by a theater company called Punch Drunk. The name of the performance was Burnt City, which is basically ancient Greece. Mm, like the, okay. Like, Troy, Agamemnon, like a combination of two ancient tragedies that they take. Mm -hmm. And my friend Meg has already been to one of these in New York City. She's like, it's really cool. Just trust me. She started being kind of hesitant to tell me. Okay. I was like, is this going to be something super weird? So you get in, it's this dark warehouse. Uh -huh. They give you a mask because the mask is the only way to differentiate the audience from the performers. I see. Because okay. the performers are like walking, walking around, around you. Yeah. There's all these rooms. It's like a haunted house. Once you walk in, you're not even supposed to stay with your friends or anything. You're supposed to go totally on your own. You can open any door. You can open the books on the shelves. You wow. can open the drawers on the nightstand. You that can go through amazing. any room. There's no... It's like our kind of Disneyland. Okay. It was wow. a little bit unnerving. Okay. And then there's lots of like performative dance done by very sinewy, mm -hmm. half-naked people. Okay. Sometimes fully naked okay. people. Mm. Okay. Um, and I was kind of done by the end of the two hours. Oh, I'm intrigued. But I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I uh, will jump ahead to day four. We did some other fun stuff on day three, but I'm just going to jump ahead to Blenheim Palace because this takes me back to our episode number 24 mm -hmm. on the Gilded Age and Consuelo Vanderbilt. That's where she lived. So there were tons of pictures of Consuelo everywhere, like beautiful giant paintings of her. I think we talked about the fact that she didn't really love living at Blenheim Palace. Right. And I kind of get why, okay. because she was an American coming to marry the Duke of Marlborough. And this house, I mean, it's a palace. It's bigger than Buckingham Palace. It dwarfs her giant mansion from Newport, Rhode Island, wow. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it makes yeah. her Newport home look like a tiny house. Wow. Um, so... It was interesting to see, but I got why she found it very kind of cold and mm -hmm. oppressive to live there. It's also the home where Winston Churchill was born. So mm. if you remember Jenny Churchill, yes. Winston's mother, she was staying there for a while, like before their their house in London was ready. Okay. And Winston was born prematurely, I say in quotation marks. Oh, yeah. One of those. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of those mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. So, Yeah. After Blenheim Palace, I had cream tea with another of our former guests, Simon Thomas. Another favorite. We love him. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. He was on to discuss 
Oh, the Brave Music mm-hmm. by Dorothy Evelyn Smith. Yeah, I hope we'll have him again. Yeah, I think he's going to come back on. You know okay. why? Oh, because yes. while I was visiting him, he gave me a new book from the British Library series that he consults on. And this one is by Angela Milne called One Year's Time. Mm, it's really good. She is actually the niece of A.A. A. Milne yeah. of Winnie the Pooh fame. Okay. So I think it would be cool to have him back on and discuss that. And he's... Uh, just as charming in person as he was on our podcast recording. Aww. We almost got attacked by bees <laughs> while we were eating, <laughs> but we were fine. We had to like retreat indoors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fun visiting with him. And that launched the start of my visit to the Cotswolds because he's kind of on the edge of that area. So the Cotswolds are called an area of outstanding natural beauty. Mm. it's not a misnomer it's like the like the quintessential idea of an english village so like the stone houses the thatched roof cottages the little rolling streams the um kissing gates you know all that kind of stuff that you think of in england yeah yeah thomas hardy yeah novel or something like that unrelenting beauty at one point we were uh parking to go to our next place that i'm going to talk about but there was a field of sheep and we got out of the car and we we were totally in the way of everyone pulling into the parking lot. And so the person like waving people into the lot mm-hmm. was like, ladies, you have to get out of the way. <laughs> My friend was like, I'm sorry, we just we don't have sheep in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, we were just, like everything was stopping us dead yeah. in our tracks. We were so excited. <laughs> All right. So in the Cotswolds, we went to this place called Snows Hill Manor. Another architect, his name was Charles Wade, and he was also an artist, very eccentric. I would kind of describe him as like an architect version of Willy Wonka. Mm. I mean, he even kind of looks like that in some of the pictures. He likes to dress up and wear weird hats and things like that. So he had this um, manor house that he, I think he redesigned it. I'm not sure that he built it from scratch, but... He used it to house 22,000 items that he collected in his lifetime, which I use the term hoarder with one of the docents, and they got a little bit outraged with me, so Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to call him a hoarder. Got it. He collected things, Mm -hmm. and he had them all curated, sort of like John Soames, again, Mm -hmm. like curated very nicely, but you Mm -hmm. would just walk into a room, and it would be filled with spinning wheels. Wow. You'd walk into another room, and it was all baby prams. Or Regency costumes Mm -hmm. or suits of armor. And everywhere your eye rested, it was on something fabulous. That you're just like, oh my God, what? His motto was let nothing perish. So he just didn't like throwing anything out. Yeah. And he actually didn't even live in the house. The house was for the objects. And he lived in a little cottage in the backyard. Oh, wow. Like a shed that didn't have any electricity or anything. Oh, my gosh. And apparently Queen Mary visited Snows Hill Manor in 1937. And she said that of all the collection, Mr. Wade was the most remarkable piece in the collection. So he was quite a character. Virginia Woolf visited too at one point and she got annoyed because she didn't know when to leave to catch her train because he would not tell her the time and there was like more than a hundred clocks in the house but they were all set to different times 
So that's where like the Willy Wonka thing is, mm-hmm. is coming in. Okay. So she was getting really frustrated. Yeah. So yeah, very much a character. I love him. Sounds but like- while I was visiting this museum, there was yet another instance of a guy touching stuff. Uh. There was a weird children's toy and he didn't understand quite how it worked. Okay. And he just reached out and grabbed it and oh. started spinning it. Despite the sign, it had a sign oh. that said extremely fragile, do not touch. There's no way you should have been touching any of this. But once again, I was appalled. Yeah. Okay. So that night, we wound our way to Stratford on Avon, and we caught a production of Macbeth oh at my the God. Royal Shakespeare Company. One of our favorite plays. Yeah, I'm, I'm making you sick with envy oh, right this now. Is, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm like happy for you, but also like, oh, when am I going to get to do this? <laughs> okay, next day. I decided we had to take a pilgrimage to go see the grave of Nancy Mitford. If you guys remember, we did an early episode on her with her biographer, Laura Thompson. It wasn't too hard to find. She's buried in a churchyard. It's Nancy, and then next to her are her sisters, Unity and Diana. So all three of their headstones in a row. I was hoping I was going to have this quiet moment for reflection Mm -hmm, of her grave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a gardener mowing the grass like five feet from us. And so I was super annoyed. But then I thought about it after the fact. And I was like, no, Nancy does not want a quiet contemplative moment at her grave. That's the last thing. She would like play some sort of joke or whatever. So like the lawnmower actually wound up being perfect. Right. Um, Then went and drove by the two Mitford homes. Um, The one we kind of saw driving up on like kind of a a higher road and we just looked down and there was all these rolling hills and then you could see Astal like the whole big sprawling wow mansion in the distance and that was amazing and then I wanted to also see Swinbrook which was another house that they Mm -hmm. lived in so the GPS took me right to it take a right here so I take a right and all of a sudden I realized I drove up their driveway oh they're probably used to it a cooler person would have totally gotten out uh-huh. and like knocked on the door yeah. and became best friends with whoever lives there now. But I was like, row it in reverse. We're trespassing. Rule follower. Yep. Yeah. But that basically, those were the highlights of my trip, I guess I would say. Wow. So thanks for coming along on my journey. I've already shared a few photos from the trip on our Lost Ladies of Lip Facebook forum page, but I'll add a few more and we'll include a link for all the sites that I mentioned. And we'll be back next week with another full-length episode. Our lunch break has ended. Our theme song was written and recorded by Jenny Malone. Our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Amy Helms and Kim Askew.